Good evening, everyone. And on behalf of the entire JPI Europe Business Committee, I welcome you all to the first ever business podcast under Project Lead, Learn, Explore, Adapt and Do. So we, when we came together last December to brainstorm what we can do as a committee tasked with stimulating business and entrepreneurship activities within the continent, we came up with two ideas. Skills Development Workshop, where members can learn hard skills to develop their business and a lead podcast series where members can learn from industry leaders and entrepreneurs about their stories and the latest developments within the business sector. So here we are, time to introduce our guest who is no stranger to the most of you, I believe. You've probably heard his name more than anyone else within the JCI network in the last few months. Secretary General of JCI, Kevin Hen. He's born in London of Mauritian and Chinese descent. He now lives in Monte Carlo, Principality of Monaco. He has a very strong business and entrepreneurial background, managed a small hotel at the age of 25 and worked as a chief marketing officer at a tech startup in Hong Kong. He also worked as deputy sales director for the APM Monaco Jewelry as a marketing consultant. No wonder we are noticing so many developments around the business and entrepreneurship in JCI in the last few months. Welcome, Kevin. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Anuj, and uh, greetings to everybody watching and to the JCI Europe Business Committee. Greetings from Monaco. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much and good evening. So, Kevin, uh, now that the video is on YouTube and a lot of people who aren't JCI members will be watching it, so how would you explain JCI to them in a few words? In a few words is never easy, but I'll try. Well, JCI is the foremost global network of enterprising young leaders based in 150,000 members based in 107 countries around the globe. What we're trying to do is developing leaders for a changing world. So taking young people and giving them opportunities through trainings and projects and programs and events, which will help them take their leadership skills, their latent or maybe hidden leadership skills, and over the course of their JCI careers, develop them thanks to four areas of opportunity, business and entrepreneurship, individual development, community impact, and international cooperation to become the JCI leader. The JCI leader is somebody who combines and masters all four areas, who is an entrepreneur or an enterprising young leader, a change maker, a communicator, and a networker, all this done on a global basis. And once our JCI global leaders are ready, then they can go and become leaders of government, business, and civil society and change the world. This is what we do at JCI. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Also, like, what is your background? And like, obviously, you're the Secretary General. So what, what does your role entail? What do you do in, in JCI within JCI? I'm a secretary, so I take minutes. No, just kidding. I've got several major roles. The first is to manage JCI headquarters staff. So 26 people around the world, not just in St. Louis, Missouri, but in Paraguay, in Germany, in uh, Hong Kong, in Cameroon, in Nigeria, plus myself right in the middle in Monaco. Second role is to maintain continuity from one year to the next to ensure the implementation of our plan of action and strategic plan and to act as the link between the staff and the global board of directors. Third role is to manage and consolidate all JCI partnerships. And 
really it's the role kind of of a chief operating officer, make sure the wheels keep turning so that our president, Ruben Kojima this year, can lead the organization with the best tools possible. Right. So you're like the hand of the king, if I give the reference of GOT. <laughs> Right. So, so since uh, last year's virtual European conference in Dublin, we have been hearing a lot about the JCI Rise initiative. So, could you just tell our viewers a little, a little bit more about what it is and what what it is all about? Because it's relatively new, and we are kind of getting bombarded as members for, with information from different sources. So, just uh, because you are the best person to contact, so um, what is JCI Rise initiative? The JCI Rise initiative is a way to bring it back simply it's a way to define projects that are a global reaction to the COVID-19 pandemic so it's a kind of umbrella initiative to uh, define all the JCI projects that react to the pandemic now what makes RISE special is that we're not talking about all projects we're talking about projects that address the psychological and the economic consequences of a pandemic, and especially the economic ones. So we're not looking at the sanitary crises because that's, an, that's a national, the sanitary crisis and uh, preventing the pandemic, like telling people to wash out their hands and giving face masks is uh, not what uh, we do. It's something which can be done as a short-term fix at local and national level. At a global level, we're here to be a global leadership organization because that's what we are. We're not a charity or the humanitarian organization. Like we don't mind supporting organizations like the Red Cross to give face masks, but we're not here to do it because that's not what enterprising young leaders do. What enterprising young leaders do is find sustainable economic solutions that can help rebuild, invest, sustain, and evolve, which is basically what RISE stands for. So we're looking at addressing three major pillars in terms of the umbrella of projects. The first is sustaining and rebuilding economies, notably small businesses and sectoral sectors of the economy that has suffered due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The second pillar is encouraging local and national organizations to create projects that motivate the workforce, help fight youth unemployment, by creating projects that will help uh, young people find other jobs quickly. First of all, through professional reconversion, young people have lost their jobs in tourism, in restaurants, bars, services, transport, can maybe reconvert through trainings towards the jobs of the future. Coding, digital marketing, health yes. technology, financial technology, education technology, or else they can also uh, realize that being employed is not a fatality and uh, therefore become uh, entrepreneurs and become their own bosses and this is what we're training them to do as well through business plan contests for example. The third pillar is addressing the psychological uh, aspects of a crisis through mental health and telling people that, every, that it's okay not to be okay. When we talk about mental health, we don't want to typecast anybody in one sector. So we're not trying to be the Samaritans or the Salvation Army. And we're not here to make hotlines or anything like that. But we're here to link mental health to economic well-being as well. And so this is the umbrella of a JCI Rise initiative. And therefore, we're hoping to get JCI Rise projects all around the world to therefore create a new voice for JCI 
one that is anchored in economic reality so that we're seen as an organization of global leaders and not just do-gooders and that we're here also to be credible to government, business and civil society and therefore play our part. That's perfect. From, the, from, from what I heard, uh, Kevin, this ties in very well with the sustainable development goals. Mm -hmm. all, all the three pillars, as I was listening to you, all the three pillars that tie in very well with SDGs, right? That's, that's perfect. And then also, like, we have been hearing a lot that JCI is getting a new platform that will replace the current JCI.cc. And numbers are excited, but, well, of course, there's not much information coming through. So if you could just tell a little bit more about it as well. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, project's under development, so it's normal. The new IT platform has a name. It's the JCI Virtual Community, which will be launched in the spring, so probably May, June this year. And we're start just starting the initial testing phase now, which will then be opened, be managed by our Global Digital Transformation Committee. So basically what this is, it's a new IT platform which will have the same functions as the previous one website which which means for you this is what you'll need to register on for events for trainings for workshops for censorships for anything regarding to your jci profile but we're going to do a lot more than that we've got a global network of 150,000 enterprising young leaders and we want to create this make this network really relevant make it a unique selling point for our organization make it the voice because Right. The international side is what defines our DNA. So it's basically going to be a mobile application and a desktop application, which will be basically when any new member joins JCI Dublin or JCI uh, or any local chapter around the world, they will basically have, once they've got their membership code, the whole global network at their fingertips. So this will be a great way to exchange on projects, to remove this tunnel vision that JCI is only local, but immediately see that JCI is global. So it's a great way to make new friends, develop a global network, discover the international community, discover other projects, other JCI Rise projects around the world, but also to do business networking, to change, exchange on business ideas as well. And who knows? Find a new customer for your business, find a new supplier, find a, an investor or a business partner or a mentor. So I know that in some national organizations, there's a big part and lots of members have been turned off because JCI is a charity, for example. And this is what we want to change. JCI is not a charity, mm -hmm. nor is it, neither is it a business networking organization, of course. It's a global leadership organization. And this is what we want to highlight. We want to bring things back to, we were, imagine a pie with all the four areas of opportunity. We were extreme yeah. on the top left, which is like the whole charity humanitarian focus. And we don't want to go to the bottom right, which is a business networking focus. We want to be right at the center okay. between ever bullseye point. So where we combine all four in equal measure. And this is what we're aiming to do. So this move towards business is simply move back towards the center with balance as all things should be. That's true. Like that's really and, interesting. Uh, that's what the community is going to be all about. That's really interesting because from, from what I can uh, visualize or from what I understand, it's going to be more of like a social network, is it? Where people can interact instantly. JCM members can interact instantly from, say, I'm, I'm sitting in Dublin. 
or I'm sitting in Cork, I can interact with a member sitting in uh, Mauritius or in Malaysia instantly. And the yeah. friend request or something like that. Yeah, and also, for example, the JCI Europe Business Committee will have its own channel, for example. Right. Where you'll be able to stream this kind of podcast maybe in a couple of months. You'll be able to stream it through Zoom directly onto the platform. So this is something we're working on right now. So the idea is to replace Facebook channels and stuff like that so that this uh, virtual community is a one-stop place to go for anything related to JCI. That's our goal. Of course, it won't come immediately, but that's the goal by the end of the year for it to be the one-stop uh, solution for everybody to come on. That's really amazing. So like as evident from these recent developments now that JCI as an organization is aligning its long-term strategy more towards business and entrepreneurship. So is it true or is it just my opinion because I'm just too passionate about business and entrepreneurship? Yeah, basically the whole strategy is, um, yeah, we, we are moving towards business and entrepreneurship indeed, but uh, not only, we want to focus, as I mentioned, on being at the center between individual development, community, business, and uh, international as well. So business is an entrepreneurship, uh, one of the four areas of opportunity. So we organize all four uh, national organizations to, uh, to be experts in all four. However, what we're looking at is creating a business mindset within all of our members, even when running projects. For example, at JCI headquarters, we've reorganized, uh, like the way I'm running business, JCI headquarters is as if it was my own business investing my own money. So I'm very careful about what we spend and making sure that any investment decision we take has a tangible return on investment for our members in mind so that we can treat our members like our customers and stakeholders and make them feel special. So each uh, department, events, skills development, uh, growth and development, etc., partnerships, is calculated with return on investment and an individual PL so that we can try to make sure that any cost center becomes a profit center and everything is designed to squeeze out some form of yield. And this is something I'll be talking about later for projects as well. But this is the kind of mindset we're instilling at JCI headquarters as well, so that we can lead by example and make sure that local organizations and national ones can also maintain a similar mindset. Thanks. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a small secret, Kevin. So last year when we had the AGM for the business committee, I, I ran forward for the uh, chair and somebody asked me a question like, why now? Why do you want to become the chair of the business committee? And this is the exact thing I said, because I would run the business committee as if it were my own startup. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. That's the time, right? So are there any further organizational developments in this area of business and entrepreneurship within GCI? Are there any new programs that we are going to launch to stimulate more activity within this sector? Yeah, we've got two major programs. The first is at the end of the year, we're going to be launching, as I mentioned in some other conversations, we're trying to revamp our whole skills development side. So, um, of course, we're going to maintain the current courses like Discover or, or Explore and all that kind of stuff. But what we're trying to do is create a new concept 
of skills development, one which is more fun for members and which is attractive for non-members as well. So not less inward looking, but more outward looking. So uh, the idea is to stop dumbing down skills development and being lowest common denominator and stripping away all the bureaucracy which has been frustrating members for so long and instead leveling up and becoming the global benchmark of excellence for global leadership training. So we're creating uh, over the course of the next two years, a series of four global leadership masterclasses, which will be online video stream trainings on the JCI virtual community. So we'll have a small cost for members and a lot higher cost for non-members, making it therefore more interesting for members to join. And uh, they'll focus on four topics, global entrepreneur, global communicator, global networker, and global change maker. So the idea of global the Global Entrepreneur Masterclass, which will be the first one, will not just be entrepreneurship for dummies, because that's uh, a basic entrepreneurship course is something which JCI Dublin can do, and it will be different from what is done in JCI Galway or JCI Mayo, just to take examples from Ireland. But uh, what we're doing is, developing two unique selling points of JCI. The first is the needs analysis stemming from our JCI project methodology, which is uh, used to be called the, JC the Active Citizen Framework, but since we're moving towards enterprising young leaders and away from active citizens, we've called it the JCI Action Framework now, which is much more in line and has been expanded to all four areas of opportunity. So in the JCI Action Framework, we have needs analysis, this concept, which is essential, like analyzing the needs of a community is essential to find a concrete business idea. So which will then lead to uh, building a loyal customer base for a young entrepreneur. So getting past this headache of finding what's the right business plan for me and the business idea is the first thing we're going to do. The second unique selling point is simply avoiding stagnation and avoiding that little speed bump you find. Like sometimes you reach a critical size in the business at a local level and you're stuck at a certain stagnated level of turnover. What we want to do is help young entrepreneurs immediately develop a global mindset, hence the name Global Entrepreneur, and uh, therefore become uh, leverage the global network, as I mentioned earlier, through the JCI virtual community, through JCI events, and develop skills that will help them to immediately scale up and accelerate and therefore create, uh, you never know, we might create, thanks to the Creative Young Entrepreneur Contest, also the JCI unicorn in the future. And the idea is really to help accelerate. So these are the two JCI selling points, unique selling points of this entrepreneur course. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, with this, a new, mm -hmm. a young Entrepreneur will find a great business idea, but also leverage the network to find customer. Like you in Ireland, you can find maybe a customer in Cyprus, a supplier in uh, Hong Kong, or an investor in Australia, or a business partner in Uruguay, or even um, a mentor in in Nigeria or somewhere like that. You know, so that's the idea. Is for, it's to leverage the whole beauty of our global network to be able to grow in the future. That's that's great. That's really good because I used to always think like, and I asked Carol, the current national president of uh, JC Ireland, a lot of times that we we are such a big community. We're like almost 150,000 people spread across the world and living in different countries. So we can share a lot. If somebody wants to start a business, 
So how can we leverage our network? And this is what exactly I think this mastership program enables, will enable the future participants to do like, right? And yeah, I get the feel because I heard about this program. Like I get the feel that this is some sort of a business incubator accelerator, right? So this yeah. is what it is. In, in, in That's the vision for the future. It's a long, very long-term vision, of course. But, you know, uh, this is a big change. A few years ago, it was... In some areas, it was absolutely taboo to talk about JCI business. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I'm the uh, skills development director for 2020 at JCI, uh, JCI, whatever. And it's like, what do you do in your real job? Oh, um, yeah, some people felt ashamed to talk about their real business. This should no longer be the case. People should be proud of their business. And another thing we're trying to do to create this enterprising mindset is we're rebooting the Creative Young Entrepreneur Program, uh, which was, yeah, it's kind of disappeared about 10 years ago when we started talking about active citizenship and nothing but nets and pieces possible and stuff like that. And we're now bringing this back and really pivoting our mindset again. So... Basically, the Creative Young Entrepreneur is going to be done in two phases. This year, we're going to kick off at the four area conferences, starting in America, then Africa, the Middle East, Europe, and Asia Pacific. This is just going to be a pilot program. So a toolkit is going to be made available by the end of this month and sent to all the national presidents and communicated on all our social networks as well. The idea is basically for any JCI member age 18 to 40 who wants to create a business or is in a business venture right now can uh, benefit from a couple of couple of trainings and can then pitch at the European conference in front of a jury of mentors and maybe win prizes and the winners, like the top three uh, or top five candidates, the winner will be announced at the awards and the top three will be allowed to pitch at the World Congress. We're looking at getting a jury of investors from the, uh, we're looking at jury of investors to um, from the World Business Angels Investment Forum, our partner, to maybe invest in the future. And next year, our whole mindset is to integrate the pitching side with the education side. So anybody who joins the Creative Young Entrepreneur Contest shouldn't just join for the pitching. It will be mandatory for them to join and complete the Global Entrepreneur Masterclass, oh, which yeah. means that it's a whole holistic approach we're giving to uh, members on the ground to develop, not yeah, to develop their enterprising mindset and this enterprising spirit to become global entrepreneurs. And in, once we've got this holistic approach, one thing we're looking at in 2023 is maybe to create a crowdfunding platform, which will be used for JCI Rise projects, but also maybe, if it's approved by the General Assembly, to create a crowdfunding platform for the winners of a Creative Young Entrepreneur Contest, because these are kind of like JCI originated startups. And if we create a unicorn business which is worth one billion dollars in the future it will be amazing for the jci brand moving forward as well That's so the ambition what we're trying to do is really boost jci brand awareness so that we're seen as an organization for leaders who are interested in activism but also have a business and enterprising mindset so one thing doesn't eliminate the other for example so these yes. are the things that we're looking in detail about yeah I'm so excited about these rapid developments within JCI in the last few months, especially. So 
is everyone within GCI Europe from what I hear from a friend on the continent. It's just that, is this a coincidence that we, that we, we, have, we are seeing so many rapid developments or is this an evolution that any organization as, as big as GCI would go through over the course of time? Or is, it, is this a result of COVID-19 that we are kind of you know, ramping up our activities in business and entrepreneurship as an organization? Yeah, very good question. The, the essential answer is no. I was uh, basically drafted in on the, so I was elected as SG on the, in November 2019, and I took office on the 1st of January last year. So that was before, that was like two and a half months before COVID, when we finally realized it was going to be a problem. What, already then, my mission was to try to stop the membership drop, which would, had really accelerated over the last 10 years since we changed our focus towards only activism and only advocacy and only active citizenship. And going back to basics, Henry Gissenbeer Jr. in 1915 did not create a charity. He created an organization to develop leaders for a changing world. And this is what we're doing. Going back to the basics and the fundaments, like getting young people to get together and then, uh, and then uh, create positive change. There, uh, it was just basically going back to basics and we're not going back to the evil to being a global network of young leaders and entrepreneurs because we should not limit ourselves to existing entrepreneurs. We should look at future leaders and future entrepreneurs, hence the enterprising mindset. Why we brought back quickly the four areas of opportunity to create more balance and a more holistic approach in the leadership development field. So this was an intended goal. And as I mentioned, we're not focusing only on bringing back business and entrepreneurship. Of course, JCI is once again back in business, that's for sure, because business was totally ignored in the past and we don't want to do that anymore. What we want to do is just bring back business, community, individual development as a leveled up for process and uh, the international side in equal manner. So we're not at all uh, eradicating community projects. Community, JCI Rise is a community project dealing with mental health and sustaining and rebuilding and supporting the small baker in your in your who is keeping your high street alive is a community action so there's no there's no antithesis between economic projects and community projects but we're looking at long-term benefits so philanthropy and one-shot actions are no longer the solution to be relevant now when covid hit we saw it as an accelerator a way to accelerate our transformation which is really the whole the name of our strategic plan, Accelerating Transformation. Of course, it was originally named to accelerate our transformation to be global change makers only. But now we're looking at accelerating our transformation to be agile and to pivot in a new direction and a new mindset, which is that of developing leaders for a changing world. So, yeah, this is really the kind of new, um, this kind of focus. It's in line uh, with what we were planning to do initially but covid has really enabled us to go much faster and to do in one year what we were planning to do in three years because mind evolve and there's a disruption break in the habits so anything which is disruptive we we just need to be agile and it's the same for any organizational business it's having the agility to be able to pivot and 
adjust to market conditions and market demands to be able to create a proper value proposal that can help boost on an exponential level. We're not there yet, but we're hoping to do that. We've got the strategy, we've got the ideas, now we've got to act and implement. I do believe I do believe that Kevin that COVID nineteen, as you said, it kind of accelerated because it kind of broke the cycle of bureaucracy. Post post COVID nineteen, you had to travel to a physical meeting, but now that now that you can connect virtually, all the meetings are virtual, so you can instantly make decisions. You don't have to travel, take the long flights, or spend that money or whatever. So it kind of uh, yeah, uh, it it all starts to make sense now. Now that you said that COVID nineteen kind of. Yeah, it's so nice not to have any jet lag and to be efficient and productive, especially as we can't go out anyway. So, can't have a social life. So, all we can do is work and uh, be better, basically, at what we do. Yeah, and I believe that while you were answering this question, you also answered a question from Giselle from JCI Malta that do you think that the focus on business could put off people who are more aligned to activism? I yeah. think we've answered that question already. Yeah, thank you, Giselle, for that question. It's very relevant. And no, it won't, because if somebody wants to come in only for activism, it must be made clear that JCI isn't the place to go, because we're not Amnesty International or Greenpeace. So we're not here just for activism. We're here to, and we're not here just for business either. That was the same question, right? Yeah, we're, and same, we're not here just as a business networking organization. As I mentioned, we need to have balance between all four areas. So, uh, I mean, the word activism isn't the right one. It's helping the community is something what we're more looking at doing. As I mentioned, not one-stop philanthropy, because that's absolutely not a sustainable solution, which is which we're trying to provide at JCI, like when we talk about sustainable impact. So just throwing money, we could have thrown $100,000 to get face masks and, you know, or to do something. And then we'd have seen that uh, paper face masks are no longer relevant. Now you need FFP2 or whatever, you know, so it would have been money down the drain. So, yeah, it's really a question of, just to co- finalize the question, no, That's it's perfect. not going to put... Like if we have a right JCI member, the focus with the right mindset and who's here for the right reasons, the focus on business should not put them off because you should not stop doing community projects. You should maintain one community, one business, one individual, one uh, one international, for example. That way that's balanced. That's what JCI's DNA is all about. That's true. One very last quick question, Kevin. So as you know that this is our first year as a pan-European committee continuing on from the business task force that was set up last year. So any piece of advice for us, also any advice for the local president, their board, and the national presidents and the board watching you right now in terms of how to plan events and what should their focus be while about the you know the outcome of the event, uh, what mm-hmm. kind of uh, strategy should they have in mind while planning a project? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, Big congratulations to you and to everybody uh, involved in the business committee. It's a big committee. I know you've got a very good leader in the person of uh, Chairman Mika and from JCI Finland. Lots of great initiatives have already come out in the first 
five weeks of a year from a business committee. I love the idea of the new trainings you're launching, and I'm deeply honoured to be the first person to be on this podcast too. I mean, it's a, I'm absolutely flattered uh, about and not sure I'm deserving of this honour. But in any case, it's great to put business back on the forefront. When I, it reminds me of something I said in the opening speech of the. Uh, European Conference in Riga 2018, which I was, I had the honor of chairing as executive vice president. And I mentioned that we had just launched, uh, there was business speed networking sessions and uh, there were all sorts of, there was a whole entrepreneurship uh, side as well. And I mentioned that JCI Europe at the time was once again, so was once again open for business. And uh, I'm glad that JCI Europe has been the precursor, but also that the three other areas, uh, America, Africa, Middle East, and Asia Pacific, are also pushing more business projects, like the Creative Young Entrepreneur Project exists in Cambodia, and JCI Cambodia, and JCI Malaysia, for example, plus JCI Luxembourg, JCI Monaco, there's many others around the world too, and JCI Dutch Caribbean as well, for example, uh, off the top of my head. This is really, it's really great to have this at the forefront. Now, what I could advise you and everybody else with a project is um, just simply uh, circling back to what I was saying before. How can we make JCI relevant for members? First of all, it's looking at a value proposal to the members. What's in it for a member? That's the first thing in terms of recruiting members. But once you've got the project going, or any action for that matter. We, we've been talking about four types of JCI actions, JCI Rise projects, events, uh, trainings, and uh, programs like Creative Young Entrepreneur or TOYP. The most important thing to think about is look at it in a business mindset. If you're running a project, imagine it's your money. Imagine it's your business. Imagine it's your startup. Imagine your team is your staff members and you're paying them a salary. That will really help you focus on the uh, strategic outset. Then you've got your business plan. Think about what the desired outcome is. In a project, each project, JCI Rise or any other, must yield concrete and tangible benefits for the organization, not just for the community. The community is a positive side effect, but we need to look at what it, how it will benefit your local organization. Calculate, because before we, we, I was having a discussion with one of the vice presidents from Europe recently about how to evaluate impact. I mean, what, what do you define as impact? Before we had an impact index, which was taking the number of projects in each national organization or ACF projects in each national organization and dividing it by the number of local organizations. Right. And that, that, that index is so easy to fake. I mean... No, uh, I don't understand now that it's because it, it, it doesn't take into account the size of the country and the factors. It's now so that you said that it's very well, kind of weak. Yeah, exactly. So what I rec what we recommend now is to look at concrete, tangible metrics. The first is uh, brand awareness. How can a project, a JCI Rise project, let's say you're you're launching uh, JCI Zagreb in Croatia, is organizing uh, in two days' time a collaboration with BNI on uh, on preserving mental health for young people in the current environment because they, they've got COVID, they also had two really bad earthquakes in the last three months. Their body is a bit shaken. So this BNI project has been calculated to raise awareness 
brand awareness, A, of a partnership, B, of BNI, and C, of JCI. So thanks to this combined thing, this combined outlook, BNI members will learn about JCI. So it's also a win-win for our partners, our global partners, BNI. It will also raise awareness of the JCI brand on social media. There'll be press articles about it. It's also raised brand awareness on JCI Croatia because it's been all over Instagram and Facebook. Like they've done an outstanding job promoting it. And it's also going to be something which is going to be very useful for corporate sponsors as well. Oh, wow. This uh, BNI is a brand name, but JCI is also, what is JCI? Let's look it up. Junior Chamber Dos International. Oh, great. Enterprising Young Leaders. So hopefully that will move into the next. It will help also attract the attention of political and local government leaders as well, who can then give free venues when it's the time comes to have physical events and give free venues and nice locations and hotels and also corporate sponsors too. So this is the brand awareness side. This is the kind of yield you need to think about. The second one is also brand awareness drives members in. So how many members do you want to recruit from this project as well? How many, I know that National President Carol uh, is a champion at recruiting new members and she uses this approach. How many me new members must this, we're investing hundreds of hours of time and energy from our current members in this project. And we're also staking, putting our corporate reputation at stake and even that of our own employees or our business. What kind of return on investment can we get? So you can calculate that financially by the number of new members you will attract to this project as well. So that's the second aspect of return on investment. New members mean more membership dues, more financial sustainability for your local organization as well. And the third one, the most simple, is uh, just the project itself. To make sure the financial, the, each project, each organization is financially sustainable, we need financially sustainable projects. At JCI Monaco, when I was national president 11 years ago, each uh, we, we had a huge budget deficit to claw back, unfortunately, because we lost one or two sponsors at the start of a year. So I had to, we had to raise, we had to claw, we won minus 27,000 euros in our budget of 70,000. And basically, we assigned to each project a target uh, profit margin. So, of course, we're a non-profit organization, but we, so we're, we're also, we're non-profit, but we also need to be non-loss as well. Because if we, if we, if we lose too much money, yeah, non-profit, we need to balance our books, not lose money, basically. So, to enable where we're not a loss-making organization, we fixed uh, clear bottom lines. So, we made sure that each project yielded at least 3,000 euros in profits to our global budget. And the same, you know, to be able to, each project needs to bring in new members and bring in project profits. Make sure that the sponsorship costs or any entrance fees you charge exceed the physical costs that you have. So yeah, basically that's what I can invest. Just to sum up, three things, added value to members and then the yield, which is brand awareness, membership growth, and uh, profit margin on and bottom line on each project. So that's what I would advise everybody to think about when building a new project to make JCI sustainable and make all your hard work as a volunteer worth it.
Perfect. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Kevin, for, for this amazing piece of advice. And now just moving on from business, just to sum up the podcast, I have a quick uh, rapid fire question for you. So, so people get to know you better. Um, yeah. So what would be your ideal vacation destination? Sunny beach oh. or Chad mountains? Actually, neither, because I don't like I don't like swimming, and I don't like uh, getting I don't like getting hot, and I don't like getting cold. So I like seeing the beach from a distance, and I like seeing the mountains from a distance. Whilst in a nice big city with full of amazing food and nice museums, so my ideal destination for that is Italy, because you can get everything in that country. Everything. That's true. That's true. And your uh, ideal pet would be cat or a dog. Oh, definitely a cat. Gosh, dog. Um, I'm definitely a cat lover. Sorry. I don't know okay. why, why, but I prefer cats. Perfect. And your beverage, your choice of beverage, tea or coffee? I know it's politically correct to say tea, but uh, no, definitely coffee. I need a good. I need a good Italian espresso, espresso in the morning, or at least five in the morning to wake myself no up. Answers, yeah. No wrong answers. And your favorite time of the day, your morning or evening? So, would you like to? Stay up awake late or morning, early morning? I would love to get up at five in the morning and to be part of a five o'clock club and to meditate and to see the sunrise and to go to bed at nine in the evening and be fresh and mentally agile. But no, I, I tend to work until two in the morning and then I wake up at eight or nine. So unfortunately, I'm an evening person, but I'd love to change that one day. But working with the US doesn't make it easy. <laughs> Kind of in the time zones, and one last rapid fire. I hope you like pizza. So, do you eat the crust or you skip the crust? I always eat it unless it's really disgusting and too heavy. But like, if it's a good Neapolitan pizza, you must always eat the crust. Perfect. I um, eat the crust person as well. Okay, perfect. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks a lot, Kevin. And um, before closing off, I would like to uh, thank Becker from JCI Turkey for assisting us with this live streaming operation. And and I hope that everyone, all our viewers, uh, enjoyed this podcast. And we'll be back very soon uh, with a new podcast, a new guest, and a new idea. Thank you. Super. Thank you very much. Have a great evening, everyone.